the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. What is the relationship between education and this pro-Palestinian anti-Israel sentiment we're seeing throughout the United States of America? Well, one woman has a theory, and I think it's a pretty good one. Her name is Rebecca Friedrichs, and she is the head of ForKidsAndCountry.org, ForKidsAndCountry.org. She's also written extensively on teachers' unions and what they are doing to academia. She also ran a very successful lawsuit, which went to the Supreme Court, which we'll get to in our conversation with her. She's inspiring. She's, as she puts it, people used to think she wore a tinfoil hat. Now they're coming to her and saying, oh my gosh, you were right. You're going to want to hear from her again, her organization for kidsandcountry.org. She's got a really important piece in the City Journal right now, but why don't you just stay tuned and listen to her and we'll go through her article and talk about the teachers unions and the reality of what good teachers in America are dealing with today. That is next. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Rebecca Friedrichs, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, I was turned on to your article by multiple friends and discovered all about who you are and what you do. And this piece in the City Journal, which uh, was published November 14th, is quite good. So thank you for taking the time today. I am delighted to be here. Thank you for helping me to educate your audience on yeah, well, that's so-called what we teacher do. unions. <laughs> right. Educate them about the teachers unions who are not educating our kids, but we'll get there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start with this first par- couple of paragraphs that you wrote. Again, people can find this in City Journal and also at your website, which we'll get to. On the same day that thousands of rockets rained down on innocent Israeli citizens, photos and videos emerged of people dancing in the street. This time, those images were not broadcast from Middle Eastern cities, but instead filmed right here in the United States. Rebecca, I remember seeing that initially after, you know, October 7th happened. Um, I happened to be in Los Angeles with family and seeing suddenly people celebrating this massacre. What was your first reaction when you saw that? You know, I don't have a word strong enough, mm-hmm. but um, disgust, uh, demonic. I, I mean, who celebrates when innocent lives are slaughtered? It, it, you know, mothers and fathers of little children slaughtered, uh, little children slaughtered. Who celebrates that? I. It, it's so disturbing. Um, and I think my the reaction inside my gut was, you know, just this this is United States of America where where I thought we valued life and I thought we were a judeo christian culture and I thought that we you know believed in um you know saving life and protecting life and here we had American citizens celebrating evil 
And the other thing that hit me, just because I've been involved in this so long, and I was a teacher for 28 years, and I've seen the destruction of our educational system, the other thing that struck me was, my goodness, there's so many American people that are totally uneducated. They have no idea what they're doing. They, they, I don't even think they understand that they are celebrating a tyrannical evil and, and really setting themselves up for, for future harm. So it is troubling on multiple levels. So, so much so that I'm not having, I'm not doing a very good job describing my gut. No, you, you've done well. And it brings to mind, all that you've said brings to mind this recent city council meeting in Oakland, California, a very liberal city where people stood up and talked about how this was made up, that the IDF was responsible for most of the terror, that this was false, that children were being killed. It was, it was, it was surreal to watch. Your, um, your article goes on. The examples of this, you know, gleefulness are well known. A man in Boston holds up a phone showing a beheaded baby and makes an obscene hand gesture to the camera recording his laughter. A hijab-wearing woman on a Democratic Socialist of America rally says she's glad for the Hamas attack and does not consider herself an American. Students in Cooper Union led a pro-Palestinian rally brandishing anti-Zionist posters, shouting anti-Semitic slogans, and terrifying Jewish students barricaded in the library as anti-Israeli protesters bang on the doors. This kind of thing has many people frightened, and we had the the great uh, wise actress Susan Sarandon say, well, now Jews get, get a taste of their own medicine. They get to find out what Muslims actually feel like. Wow. What, um, first of all, what makes this scary is that it's happening right here in America, the freest place on earth. And I'm all about free speech, but where it becomes violent and threatening to people, what do you think these universities should be doing with this? <laughs> First of all, our universities should be educating students like we used to in the past. You know, in America, we were from from first grade all the way through the universities. We were reading the classics. You know, we were learning accurate history, Western civilization. We understood the Constitution. We understood, you know, the, the three branches of the government and all these things that the students today don't understand. Yeah. So our universities are no longer educating. They're indoctrinating. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's becoming clearer and clearer. I mean, I've known this for decades because I was on the inside trying to blow the whistle and people didn't believe me. So the good news here is they're, thro- they're showing their true colors. People yeah. are finally seeing it. We finally have Jewish Americans that are, are not going to give money to these institutions any longer, thank God. Um, but it's truly troubling that uh, one of the things that the education establishment through the unions and their friends did was they convinced Americans that you have to send your children to a university. You're nothing if you don't have university yeah. education. And they literally set us up and sent our students to, to universities that are controlled by these radicalized so-called teacher unions and other special interest groups. And they're not teaching our kids. They're teaching them to, you know, to protest for evil and against good. And I have to say that that woman at the uh, Democratic Socialist rally who, you know, who was glad for the for the Hamas attacks. First of all, you know what, lady, leave. Don't be an American. If you don't feel like an American and you're happy about this tyranny, goodbye. Let's, you know, she shouldn't even be here. But the second thing I wanted to point out, the Democratic Socialist rally. So the teacher unions have been a part of the Democratic Socialists for years. This is the kind of, a, of an agenda they're pushing into our schools, kindergarten 
through university. And if Biden has his way, preschool and, you know, free uh, um, junior college. So this is the whole agenda is, is get our kids into their schools so that they can literally change their values, destroy, you know, you teach them certain values at home, American values. They go to these universities and now the K-12 schools and they're taught to um, to despise you and your values. That's an ex existential threat to America. So I agree. I would agree with that. You said these offensive messages are orchestrated. The people delivering them clearly have been propagandized to hate Jews. Many of their talking points have a not so surprising source radicalized teachers unions, as you just mentioned. Leftist support for Hamas is grounded in part in years of propaganda denouncing Western values from some of the unionized teachers indoctrinating American children. These activist teachers being uh, belong to unions that exploit the profession and muzzle good teachers while working to turn our kids into leftist activists. When you mentioned muzz that they muzzle good teachers, how have you seen that actually manifest itself? Well, my entire career, I'll tell a story. Just first of all, I was a student teacher, 1987. I was 20, 22, I think, 22 years old. And every single day I witnessed this teacher abusing the children. She would grab them, yank them, scream in their little faces. She mostly picked on the wiggly little boys who couldn't stand still to save their souls. And, and she was just, she was terrifying. The kids were first graders, okay? They were six-year-olds. They came up to her waist. I, I stood eye to eye with her, and I was terrified of her. I couldn't imagine how these kids could learn. So I went to my master teacher. I said, hey, I'm learning about being a mandated reporter of child abuse, and I see some child abuse, but, but it's the teacher. I have no idea what to do. I've been taught how to report on parents, but not how to report on teachers. My master teacher sat me down. She said, today's the day you learn about teacher unions. And the district knows she's a problem. They know she's an abuser and they can't get rid of her. And I discovered throughout my career, number one, it's not just teacher tenure like people think. It's collectively bargained grievance procedures that make it impossible to get rid of these teachers. Districts can spend, say, $2 million to get rid of a bad egg like this who's abusing the kids. So that was the first thing I noted is that the unions allow abuse. In fact, they reward abuse. And then I saw many great teachers, teacher of the year, get laid off because they were, you know, they, they didn't have tenure or whatever. And then what I noticed about the unions throughout my career is they use fear, intimidation, and the fact that the teachers are kind of in the dark. They, they, um, they keep them very naive about things. I have a friend who says unions treat teachers like mushrooms. They keep them in the dark and feed them fertilizer. And that's exactly what's going on. They're telling the teachers a bunch of hogwash, a bunch of deception, while re controlling them through fear. So when I would speak up, for example, the unions are against school choice, as most people know. Yes. They don't want they don't want parents to put their kids wherever they they want every child in a government run indoctrination center. They don't want parents to have the right to even homeschool. Well, of course, I'm against that. I, I want parents to have the right to do whatever the in the world the parents want to do. And I don't think the government should be running our schools. Well, when I stood up and said, you know, I, I believe a parent should have a choice. I was ostracized by the teacher unions. They, I mean, they bullied me all year. This was like my fourth year of teaching and they wouldn't talk to me. They turned people against me, but other teachers wouldn't stand up with me. They wouldn't speak out. They'd come talk to me in a dark room. Oh, Rebecca, I'm with you. I agree with you, but they would never stand with me, you know, in the moment in public. So right. it's that kind of, I call it mafia tactics 
uh, although the mafia doesn't hate America, the unions hate America. So it's worse than mafia tactics. It's a tyranny. And um, they bully teachers. They steamroll us. If you dare to stand up for what's right for the kids, if you dare to work overtime so that you can help children, they're going to bully you. And Well, why are uh, the public school systems fighting back against these unions? I mean, they have to negotiate contracts with these unions, right? So they know what the terms of the deal are. How do they allow this stuff? Yeah, well, that is a multi-pronged answer that would take us a week probably, okay. but I'll give you a couple of highlights. Okay. Number one, the unions were able to establish collective bargaining. Now, teachers think collective bargaining is a great thing. They think, oh, I'm getting a raise. No, collective bargaining is the worst thing that could ever could have happened to our public schools or our, our you know, our uh, schools that are supposed to be for the taxpayers, for the, the customer. So what collective bargaining did was it removed parents and it removed taxpayers from the process. So now you have unions that are on one side of the table. And people they put into office on the other side of the table. So the unions are bargaining with themselves. The school districts, literally many of them have zero power. They have allowed the unions to run their schools and run roughshod over them. The other issue is we have a lot, I hate to say it this way, but we have a lot of cowards running our schools. And they'll say things like, oh, our hands are tied. We have to push this you know, sex ed curricula that's loaded with pornography and all the parents are pushing against it. Well, we have to do it because the state says so. No, you don't. You do what's right and you bring in an alternative, but that takes time. It takes courage. It takes standing against these wicked unions. So the unions have also been able to it totally infiltrate the schools. They've brought in all sorts of other organizations like Southern Poverty Law Center, Planned Parenthood, a gay, lesbian, straight education network, which seeks to get literally pornographic materials into uh, uh, elementary schools. So they're working with hundreds of other organizations and have completely infiltrated our public schools. So no longer are parents really in charge. We need to kick all these people out and and take over, let parents take over again. This is, again, back to your article in City Journal, which you can also find at your website. Teachers unions support Black Lives Matter and introduce the group's messages into our schools after George Floyd's death. It should be no surprise then that just as BLM Chicago released an image of a Hamas parachuter with the caption, Quote, I stand with Palestine. Student activists cheer Hamas's evil too. A BLM spinoff, BLM at School, called the violence, quote, a direct result of decades of Israeli settler colonialism, occupation, blockade, apartheid, and attempted genocide of Palestinians. The statement's language is reminiscent of a National Education Association, the NEA, a new business item from 2019 alleging apartheid, gross human rights abuses, and atrocities against Palestinians. BLM at school, including its BLM Week of Action, routinely received the backing of the NEA and the American Federation of Teachers led by Randy Weingarten. Um, You know, there are two things at work here when we talk about the term Black Lives Matter. There's the sentiment, of course, Black Lives Matter. uh, And then there's the organization BLM which has been proven to be a Marxist organization that, you know, is um, against a lot of the values that we hold dear here in America and most of the West, family values, et cetera. Um, so how, how many schools are employing, do you know, this BLM at school? 
I can't tell you the exact number of schools that have actually, you know, kowtowed to this, but I can tell you that the National Education Association is, their goal is to push it into every school in America. And every teacher I have spoken to around the country, there are they have Black Lives Matter in their schools. So um, it's it's very well, widespread. And I'd like to just let your audience know that when Black Lives Matter first started, my husband, also a longtime educator, he was a professor, he and I used to be forced to receive these magazines from NEA and CTA, California Teacher Association. Well, my husband received a magazine from the California Faculty Association. And on the cover, they were bragging that they helped start Black Lives Matter and that these women who started Black Lives Matter were teachers and, oh, we have to stand up for, you know, the, the oppressed. And so the unions are 100 percent not behind supporting black lives, but using black people and exploiting them and coming up with a very clever title, Black Lives Matter, in order to push their very anti-American, I would even say anti-black family agenda. So they have brought this into schools through Black Lives Matter Week of Action and literally forced this on the American people. And they've brought a lot of harm to black children through this. So, you know, you know, we have to ask, what about, what about the black children and families? families they're harming and the black businesses they're harming is it's absolutely disgusting this is a red alert for hard-working americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda wealth protection research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security we're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like jim rickards and porter stansbury they're not afraid to tell it like it is exposing how the system is rigged against you text ideas to 76626 to find out more with the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. It, it, it really, there's, I don't know how anyone can question that given how they continue to lower the bar so that black kids, a lot of black and brown kids, inner city kids, really kids in many, many locales are not getting educated because they call math racist. They call these things that can really help kids empower their own lives, drive their own futures racist. And, and so, and this is all, um, Going back to your article, year after year, unions here and abroad spare no effort to denounce Israel and promote the Palestines, whose leaders have never renounced their stated objective to annihilate the Jews and Israel. In 2022, for example, the NEA adopted a business item promising to, quote, support and spotlight the efforts of our fellow teacher union colleagues with the Palestinian and Israeli teachers unions affiliated with Education International. Quick aside, this title, Education International, it sounds so promising, doesn't it? It sounds so virtuous, so, so wonderful. Uh, We want to educate the world. But Education International includes 383 teacher groups from around the world. The General Union of Palestinian Teachers, 
an arm of the Palestinian Liberation Organization, the PLO, and the National Education Union of the United Kingdom are members. According to the Jewish Chronicle, dozens of Jewish teachers resigned from the National Education Union because of its stance on Israel. NEU leaders reportedly visit the radical GUPT, again, General Union of Palestinian Teachers, and platform GUPT leaders who say that Israel has massacred Palestinians in a way, quote, worse than the Holocaust itself, and who have, quote, praised murderers as martyrs. Um, So Education International (laughs) sounds like it really isn't about education. Am I wrong? No, you're exactly right about that. And I'd like to point out that the National Education Association and American Federation of Teachers are members of Education International. And no, the um, these people are experts at virtue signaling yeah. and propaganda. So they take words that mean one thing to the rest of us. You know, education is something good where we teach the truth, where we teach children how to think, not what to think, you know, where we make them great members of society. Education to them is something very different. It's, you know, bringing in a system. Their whole goal was to change the American education system from something great, classical education, to the Prussian system, that model where we uh, really dumb down the kids and teach them what to think and how to basically become serfs and, you know, let the tyrants be in charge. So that's education to them. And so um, it's it's really Uh, I hope and pray that Americans are starting to awaken to the fact that if you hear words out of the mouth of the so-called teacher unions, not a good teacher, you know, but the so-called teacher unions who claim to represent teachers, whatever words you hear out of their mouth, they're lies. They're twisted in some way. They, they have, they are, you know, feeding you, uh, a poisonous apple. It might look beautiful and you want to take a bite, but it's loaded with poison. My mom was a public school teacher, a member of the California Teachers Association, who decades ago uh, went up to Sacramento for some meetings and came home. She didn't look the same to me. Her face was troubled. She looked really disturbed. And I asked, and she said, you know, I teach Spanish. I'd like a map of Latin America for my room. I can't have that. But I see everybody rubbing elbows with the politicians in Sacramento like they're just buddies. I don't understand this. And she was so disillusioned. She recently passed away. And, and, I, and I'm going to continue to fight to bring her vision of what education should be to the fore. Teachers unions in America hold similar views, you write. Two years ago, America, American Federation of Teachers affiliate United Teachers of Los Angeles, oh, I remember this, Rebecca, backed a resolution condemning Israel. Around the same time, United Educators of San Francisco voted to support BDS, boycott, divestment, and sanctions against Israel, as did Seattle's public schools. Randy Weingarten, head of the AFT, denounced Jewish critics of her stalling to reopen schools after COVID-19 shutdowns, calling Jews in America part of the, quote, ownership class. As author Mark Stern noted, had such words come from Louis Farrakhan or a Proud Boys member, they'd be correctly condemned as anti-Semitic. Randy Weingarten is one of the most, um, I, I, you know, I've, 
I've been told that some of my views are quote unquote dangerous. <laughs> so I hesitate to use the word dangerous, uh, but she didn't care about kids. So how does she still, how is she in the position of power that she's in and how do you, how stable do you think that position is at this point? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is, this is, this is frightening actually to explain. So Randy Weingarten is not a teacher. I've actually looked at Randy Weingarten's, history, teaching history. Some friends of mine uh, submitted a FOIA request to get this. She taught less than a year. Okay. Uh, the woman did a little bit of adjunct stuff here and there, you know, speaking, you know, to a group at a college campus or something, but she literally taught less than a year. What's her history? She's a community organizer. Okay. Another thing about Randy Weingarten, she's a communist, democratic socialist, whatever she's going to call herself. She's a communist, as are the leaders that, you know, the, the goal and the agenda of the so-called teacher unions. So she is actually exploiting real teachers. She doesn't represent any of us. Just look at her. I mean, j- just the angry look on her face, awesome. the way she presents herself, the way she dresses, everything about her is not teacher. Sadly, the American people are starting to think that's the picture of a teacher, but she's not. The, she has exploited us. So Randy's never been a teacher, never will be a teacher. She doesn't care about children. She is using teachers to push a very radical agenda, an agenda that literally hates our constitutional free republic. They want to completely undermine our republic. And they, I mean, maybe somewhere deep in their hearts, they think they're doing the right thing. They really believe socialism just hasn't worked yet and it's going to work this time. But this is a woman, this is a very angry woman. Um, she's Jewish, uh, you know, not by faith, but she, well, actually she's, she's married to a, a rabbi, lesbian, right? a, a lesbian rabbi. Yeah. Right. A, a woman. And so, I, I mean, she, she, she claims the Jewish faith, but she's constantly speaking against the Jews. So, and it's just like what she's doing to us teachers. She claims that she's our leader, but she's not. So, you know, and I have seen other teachers, by the way, post in various social media platforms that they're embarrassed by her. She doesn't speak for them and that she's making really good teachers. She's reflecting poorly on them. Um, Union officials may sound strong, stand strongly against Israel and for Palestine, but most teachers disagree with the leadership, like the Jewish teacher in Los Angeles, who said that she feared for her safety after that UTLA vote, uh, where they said that, you know, called Jews the ownership class, et cetera. Okay, what's the story about this Jewish teacher? I know you linked to it in this piece. So when people go to read your piece, they, but can you give us the sort of the nutshell version of what happened to her? Yeah, you know, I, I don't remember the details of reading the piece, but the highlights were that she was disturbed. You know, it's like, here she is, a Jewish teacher. She's just trying to do her job. You know, uh, shockingly, most teachers just want to do our job. You know, we want to teach kids to read or write like your mom, teach them Spanish. We want to do a great job. But here she was coming, bumping up against extreme politics on the job. 
and you know UTL UTLA voting literally against her faith against Israel so she was just disturbed and she you know thank god she walked away thank god she resigned because you know so many teachers they see this horrible stuff going on but they're too afraid to resign because yeah. the unions control with fear so god bless her for having the courage to stand up and you know and stop funding um, you know, a union that's actually attacking her faith. And I would just like to mention really quickly, you know, for decades, every teacher was required as a condition of employment to pay these unions. That's why we sued them, our case Friedrichs versus California Teachers Association, which was heard at the U.S. Supreme Court in 2016, argued it's unconstitutional to require us to fund a private union that it, for any reason. But the fact that they're using our money to push politics and the collective bargaining is political. It's all politics. You're forcing us to fund politics. And the U.S. Supreme Court agreed with us. And eventually in 2018, every teacher and every government employee was freed. So that teacher no longer has to pay the unions. Thank God. And I hope more will follow her out the door. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. I commend you for that. I was so thrilled when that happened. Still, going back to your city journal piece, still the unions, which draw funding for their political activities from teachers' dues, have no qualms in peddling anti-Israel views. Teachers' unions are among the nation's most influential labor groups. They are famously successful at helping elect legislators who will codify radical union priorities into laws governing classrooms. It's thus easy to imagine that more young people in America will embrace their ideas about Israel. And we certainly, Rebecca, seem to be seeing that uh, very, very sadly here in, in the wake of October 7th. What gives you the courage that you have to do this? Because as you said, this takes, this takes bravery to stand up to a bullying union and to sort of walk a very different path. What, what gives you that courage? Well, for me, it's two things. Uh, first of all, my faith. I, I can't justify, you know, reading the scripture. I'm a Christian and reading, you know, be strong and courageous, you know, be the light in the dark, stand up to, you know, to, to evil. I mean, I'm reading that everywhere in the scriptures. So, um, so my faith compels me. But the second thing is the love of children. I love children. I loved my students. I, you know, resigned from the classroom, uh, after our case, um, to, become a teacher to America, to help America, to understand that these unions don't represent us. I miss my students so much. It hurts. I cry sometimes when I think about them. I loved teaching. And I was, you know, I taught kindergarten uh, through fourth grade. And I just think about those sweet little innocent children who are, I, I mean, you know, 
the whole world is exciting to them, especially kindergartners. They're so cute. You know, if you sing, they sing. If you jump, they jump. They do whatever. And to think that these evil people are coming in and sexualizing them and telling them to hate people because of the color of their skin or telling them they're oppressed or telling them they don't have hope. Those things are just so distasteful to me, so wrong, that if I were to be quiet, I would be complicit in what they were doing to my students. So I had to speak out. And I'm very grateful. You know, I started just, I knew I had to, I was like your mom. I became a union rep because I wanted to change things from the inside. And I went to one of those CTA meetings like your mom went to. And when I walked in, all I saw was politics. I saw Planned Parenthood. I saw all this uh, LGBTQ stuff. And this was in 2009. And I thought, this has nothing to do with teaching. What are they doing? And like your mom, I tried to get help for my special needs students. They didn't want to help me. They just wanted to exploit me. And so when you see all of that, you can't unsee it. And so when you love the students and you, I love America and I love freedom and I love God and I love doing what's right. So that's what compels me. And, um, you know, amazingly, a lot of people thought that I would be killed when I was lead plaintiff and people put a, a, a security system on our home and we're very grateful for that. Um, so it is scary, but I'm still here. I'm still speaking out and, and I hope more will join me because there are a lot of little children on the line families on the line, and America herself is on the line. I couldn't agree with you more. And I commend your courage and your bravery. Uh, last thing, we have a, uh, just about a minute left. I ask this of all of my guests, because when we have these conversations, Rebecca, it just it's, it's hard to end feeling like excited and happy and hopeful. But I, clearly, the fact that you're still on your feet doing this gives you've got some source of hope some developments you're seeing, something that keeps you going. What makes you hopeful? Pre-COVID, people thought I was crazy. They thought I had on a tinfoil hat. Oh, it can't be. The unions can't be that bad. Hardly anybody believed me. When we were bringing our lawsuit, it was hard to get interviews. People just didn't believe us. Now they do. So once the, all the COVID stuff happened and parents saw for themselves the crazy stuff that activists were teaching their kids, not real teachers. Real teachers would never do it, but activists and parents woke up. You know, the reason why uh, countries fall to tyrants is because nobody's speaking up or they speak up and they get thrown in a gulag or they get killed. Here in America, people are finally speaking up. Some are being punished for that, but many are getting their voice out. You know, we've got Twitter has free speech now. I, I'm hopeful more people are speaking out and more people are realizing that we're under a very frightening attack. America's under attack. And the more people realize that and the more we fight back, the more hope we have to win. Real quick, where can people find you? They can find us at forkidsandcountry.org. That'd be the easiest place. That's our website, forkidsandcountry.org. And all of our social media is there. So they can just click on it. We're on um, X. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And we're on truth. We're very shadow banned and we're trying to break through that. But uh, we hope they'll follow us and uh, sign up for our newsletter at forkidsandcountry.org. Thank you so much, not only for joining us, but for the what you're doing. Um, I think my mom is watching very happily from her seat today. So <laughs> thank you, Rebecca. It, it, we'll, we'll stay in touch. I'd love to have you back. Thank you. I would love that. 
And as I end every podcast, I'll say it again, because she's a shining example of what it means to be brave. So be brave and do good in any little increment that you can, because we need a coalition of courage to get things done. We need people to stand up together to get things done. And when we have more people, we've got safety in numbers. So again, be brave, do good, and we will see you next time. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.